Hi, welcome to The Sportive. It's episode something or other, 37? 37 sounds right. 37. I'm your host, John Barthaler. Uh With me tonight is Brandon, who's in Dallas. Yo, just be. We're missing Clarence tonight, unfortunately. Uh, once again, he's had to prepare for finals week to get his classics class in order. They've got... They've got some serious ancient Greek exams coming up. He's got office hours tonight, so he'll be back. You know that I I actually went to see if that was a class at St. Olaf, and it is, and there's pictures of actual professors, so I'm wondering if some people think one of those guys is maybe the real clay. It actually is. So go ahead and go to St. Olaf's website. I assume it's stolaf.edu. Go to the uh-huh, classics yep. department. One of those people is Clarence Swamptown. There's two faculty. One of them's about 85, and... Uh, the other is like an insane looking, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. people are gonna. So guess second. which one fine? of those people is Clarence Swampdown? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And joining us, send your hate mail and Manthrax <laughs> to him. Manthrax. Um, also joining us is Stu who's in Saint Cloud. Hey, uh, Clarence actually sent me a list of things to say since he can't be here tonight. So Perfect. really quick, I'll run through them. Okay. Wieners. <laughs> wieners and butts. Okay. Butts. <laughs> in the butt. You can put that in your butt. Wieners, <laughs> wieners and butts, mocked and ridiculed. There, there's the list. So it's just like he's here. What do you think about it? I was yeah. going to say that's about that's about right. We'll also give you the standard Clarence Swamptown travel advice, which is to just duct tape your butthole shut now. Anytime you're in your city. <laughs> Anytime you're leaving the Twin Cities area or entering the Twin Cities area, as a matter of fact. Anywhere yeah. you're other other than Rosemount or Cannon Falls, that's basically your travel advice. Also joining us, we've we've sort of pushed him off. Save the best for last. We'll put it that way. Also joining us, I, I've got an introduction right in here, so I'm going to do the introduction. Uh, it it's Josh Fiedler. He's at CD12 Josh. That's right, right, Josh. You got it, John. On Twitter, um, he's a former College of Saint Ben Saint John's radio host, where he had the number one rated campus radio show in his time slot in the Collegeville area, which I think we can all agree is a wow. pretty big accomplishment. Yep. Uh-huh. Got us all. Really um, he actually has done stuff though, which is a weird thing. He was a he was a sideline reporter for St. John's football, where he split time with local hero John Sharkman, which I think is an impressive achievement for anybody. Sportive associate, sportive associate, <laughs> exactly. John Sharkman, and he also covered the Vikings for Vikings dot com and for the free program that would be sitting on your seat when you got the Vikings games for like eleven years, well, two thousand three to two thousand ten. So he actually knows stuff. He's got stories. We've got a lot of questions for him. So welcome, Josh. Howdy. <laughs> All right. Thanks. <laughs> wow. Hey, that might, that's the best of anybody's catchphrase so far. Auspicious start. <laughs> that's a good a start, to Josh. We like you. The bar is really high at this point, guys. You need to ratchet it down a little bit. Yeah, maybe just just leave now. <laughs> Here's the real question. Are you, know, actually, are you actually in Stearns County, Josh? I, I am in Stearns County right now. I, I, uh, you know, have a little problem as as two of you guys do not using your real names. I don't want to divulge where I am exactly, but I am in Stearns County. All right. Well, for years, for about the first twenty episodes of this podcast, I thought Stu was in Stearns County, and finally he jumped in and corrected me, and I was flabbergasted, and I was embarrassed, and I also was Wait. sad because I thought we needed somebody in Stearns County during this podcast. I am just finding this out now. I'm not kidding. I thought Stu was, lives in. No, Stu lives in Sherburn County. Is that right, Stu? I live right across the river from Stearns County. It's it's, it's uh-huh. close enough. But I mean, that's where I get my like license. Re- I get my like you know tabs and like my license renewed in Stearns County, but I live in Sherburn. 
um, St. Cloud's historic southeast side. Okay. This was Thank the you. same day I found out that Clarence doesn't live in Dakota County. And my whole oh, man, he lives in Goodhue. Yeah, my whole, Goodhue, right? my whole world was just turned upside down that day. You were in a funk for a while, and you never told us why. Now we know. Yep. I, I really couldn't talk. I didn't want to podcast. I didn't want to do anything just because. County confusion. Was, county confusion. I call yeah, my remember, friend. in Goodhue County, you, in Goodhue, you, you don't need a burn permit for anything. You can just burn it. Don't matter right. what. Cop cars. Cop cars. McDonald's Cannon Falls. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just burn it. Well, it's not against the law. It's specifically permitted to burn anything and everything. Yeah, just so long as it's government property. It you know, the county charter, it just says it all burns in the fire in all capital letters on the county <laughs> charter. On the, uh, That's it. Yeah. Fire on the water salt, tower. Salt. I just realized that we haven't done the segment called What Are You Drinking for, like, about 25 episodes. So do we want to do that quick? Is anybody drinking right now? I am. I'm drinking, and I've got a really good one here. Um, this is a, a lifesaver for me. It's called Founders All Day IPA, which I probably have talked about That's before. That's a good one. It's a really, really good, um, it's less than 5% alcohol, so it's basically like drinking a Budweiser, except it's got way, way, way more flavor. Um, um, so the drinkability is important for somebody like me who's obsessed with strong beers. I just get way too drunk. Um, but also, they are now coming in cans, 12 packs. So it's super cheap for really good beer. That's my uh, hot tip for you guys all. <laughs> what it appears wow. it appears on the video that it comes in a yellow can. So what I thought he was going for was that he was going to say he was drinking Country Time lemonade. He's drinking Country Time, as all good podcasters nope, do. It's clearly a beer. Josh, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I, I do have a, a palate that is uh, amenable to nice beers, but I usually stick to the Keystone Light. Okay, all right. <laughs> nice. Good for good for you, Josh. Uh, that's that's what we want out of you on this podcast, Josh. The the earthy, down to earth kind of thing. None of a man of the people. None of Brandon's. This has great taste, and I'm a beer snob. And here's my can of Country Time Slim Lemonade that I'm pretending is an IBA. This good old solid Keystone Light. Stu, are you drinking? I am having a fruit punch Powerade. <laughs> all right. I'm not drinking at all either. So this segment was half yeah. good, I would say. Well, you're still sick, aren't you? No, I'm I'm on the upswing. I'm I'm coming out of it. Okay, yeah. Do I still sound right. sick? Okay, you, no more tuberculosis. Well, you were in the ward with Doc Holiday for like two weeks, sitting next to him, coughing up pieces of lung. <laughs> tuberculosis is real trouble. It is. I mean, people don't get. It. Actually, they just they just had a case of TB in Melrose. Did they? Speaking of John Sharkman, yeah, there was a case of tuberculosis in Melrose, <laughs> of all places. <laughs> But again, that side of the county is bat country, so you can get all sorts of, you know, pol- I think polio is just rampant out there. It's just, you got to be careful. That's where your relatives are, right, John? Yep, that's where the Marthalers live. Well, Stu, yeah, talks about, Stu, you talk about that side of the county. I don't think you have a right anymore. You're in the, you're almost in the damn near metro, Sherburne County. I know. I'm practically, I'm practically a city, city folk here. Is I, this trash talking? I, I don't know how this works, <laughs> folks. I, th- I think, yeah, it's kind of, well, I mean, there'd be, there'd be more knife play if it was a real thing, but, you know. But, yeah, I guess, you know, Sherburne, I mean, Sherburne is technically, like, the outer, outer, outer ring of the cities, but, I mean, I can see St. Cloud State from my house, so I I think I'm, I think I'm covered. In the wintertime, we keep warm from the couch fires. <laughs> no, that's not funny, John. 
That's not funny at all. <laughs> yes, it's it dangerous. Is. What dangerous are you talking about? It's completely funny. It's well, no, because they've made it illegal to have a couch in your yard now. Oh, that's right. Even. The city passed a thing. What is, what's it called? A law. Yeah. They, you can't you can't put them even on your porch anymore. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't recognize the authority of the St. Cloud City Council in this matter. No, nope, I do. <laughs> Most people don't. They can have St. Cloud State students' couches when they pry them from their cold, dead, disease-ridden fingers. Yep. Now, All right. well, what are you going to do? We're, we're just doing our best. None of this actually has a point. Uh, the first thing we wanted Never to start with with Josh, being that he's an expert in many things, is this one. I think this one is from Clarence. What are the top three country and western songs of all time? You know, of all the questions, John, you sent me, this was this was the toughest one to deal with here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there's so many good ones. I think when you start, when you start, uh, I'm not going to give you any cliched ones because most experts, and uh, Clarence thinks he's one of those uh, with this underappreciated bit that he's got going on Twitter, uh, is that he's yeah. not loving her today by George Jones. Mm-hmm. That, that's really cliched. Uh I, I, and I'm not much for cliches, so uh, I think you got to bypass that thing right there to start off with. And then some people, too, you know, they they like dead people, you know, uh-huh. so like Crazy by Patsy Cline uh, or, you know, The Dance by Garth Brooks. That's all, like, the, the people that caught on to country when, you know, kind of taken off there in the 90s, they say The Dance. But that's those those three songs, they're all for fucking amateurs as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Give it to us straight. Boy. That is real talk, people of the Sportive Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so. If you want my top three, I'm going to give it to you three, two, one. Here, All right. how's that sound? That sounds perfect. I'm going to give it to you real quick here. Number three, achy breaky heart. Number two, honky tonk. Wait a second, we got to back up for a second. <laughs> Wait, no, go back, go back. Hold on. <laughs> number three is achy breaky heart. Yep, number two, honky tonk, badonkadonk. No, hold on. Red we gotta stop. We gotta stop and talk about number three a little bit because no, if let's I'm not number one, I think it's boys around here. If uh, I'm not mistaken, "Achy Breaky Heart" is the Macarena of country songs. John, 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 I think I think it's he's yanking yanking your tit right now, buddy. Jug yanking, John. Did you hear what number two? Did you hear what number no, two? No, I was, right, stopped John? listening. And what was number two? <laughs> honky honky tonk, badonkadonk. <laughs> yeah, that's number two for sure. Yeah, that, and, you, that's and you heard number one, right? No, I didn't hear number, number one. one. I was, was yelling at that point. was a, a Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith, I believe is what he said. <laughs> so you really are just yanking Clarence's chain at this point. He was, that was just, yeah. <laughs> All right, I feel better now. No, no, John, actually what I'm doing is, did you see the damn outcry on Twitter today when they found out Clarence wasn't going to be here second two weeks in a row? Yeah, pretty people pretty much decided yeah. they were going to stop listening to this podcast. So... Anybody who's actually listened to this in the hopes that Clarence would show up, like, pro wrestling style, secretly, <laughs> he's not going to, but he'll be back next week, all right? So just keep listening. Josh is playing the role of Clarence tonight. Well, I told you, I had a lot more Clarence in me than I did Bonus. Yep. So. You know. <laughs> no facts, all story. All right, so that's no, the top three country I, and western I'm, songs. I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a realistic. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you four real, four real quick because you only asked me for three. Perfect. Uh, top, a top three country list really can't be complete without the guy who has more country number ones than anybody in country music history, and that's George Strait. And I go with uh, my favorite George Strait song is Troubadour. Can you sing a little of that for us? Uh, I, I sing like shit. I'm, uh, that makes you perfect for this podcast. I'm, uh, I'm a lot. I know, John. I've heard. 
<laughs> I wish I knew it. I would start singing a few bars. You know, someone the other day asked me, hey, Josh, what's your go-to karaoke song? And I said, Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group, because it has no lyrics. No, no, yep. You can just do the air guitar. guitar. Yeah, or dueling banjos or something. I don't know. Something without any lyrics. That would be perfect. Wow. <laughs> All right. But, I, you know, Young Troubadour, you know, I wrote in on a song. Uh, uh, I'm, I'll be an old troubadour when I'm gone. It's uh, it's just, it's my, it's it's the best short straight song as far as I'm concerned, even though it is one of his newer songs, but uh, Troubadour. So real quick, uh, again, go to number three because you only asked me for three and I feel like yep. I'm wasting your time. No. Uh, Josh, have you listened to this podcast? John, I've yeah. listened every, every... There is I've no such thing episode. as wasting time on this podcast. Anything you want to say is perfect. I've listened to every episode and the one that I sponsored twice because I felt like I really should. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're one of our presenting sponsors <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> we'll make the magic it's called Paola. Yep, it's called Paola. <laughs> uh, no, Brandon, you, I know the listeners can't can't see Brandon, but he is looks really excited right now. Huh? What? Huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, number three, I'm so lonesome I could cry by Hank Senior. Great, song. I love that one. Yeah, that is a good, good song. Yeah. You know, all right. we all, most of you guys probably know the story of Hank. He died in the back seat of a car. He died young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Long actually. White Cadillac. Uh, yes. He he. Uh, I saw the Hank exhibit in Nashville last year. As uh, died in the back seat of a Cadillac. Uh, he wrote the song at a young age, and he was just a fucking drunk. I don't know if you guys knew that. He, I, I actually read his biography over the weekend. Uh, I was on a little trip, and I read it on a plane. And Yeah, he, tough, tough life. But, uh, yeah, it's number three, I'm so lonesome I could cry. Number two, uh, I was really actually torn between two Willie Nelson songs. And those two were either You Were Always On My Mind, or Seven Spanish Angels, which you did with Ray Charles. Oh, is that a deep cut? I don't know if oh. I know that one. Should I, should I know it? Seven Spanish Angels? Yeah. You've heard it. I, I, okay, I, all right, I one of those. Um, That's a good yeah. one. Let me ask you, is Blue, Eye, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain supposed to be a good one? Because I love that song. Yeah, that's a great one. Okay, yeah. good, good. So I can keep, I keep my cred. Yep, keep on loving it. No one would discount your credibility if you said your country and western credibility brandon if you said that that was one of your favorites great great that's all i have so i just have to keep saying that i would stay away from the red solo cup though okay damn it all right and the number one country and western song of all time uh again i'm gonna go with the highwaymen uh, if you've heard it, you know that it's about a highwayman, a sailor, mm-hmm. a construction worker, and a starship captain. Uh, the highwayman being Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Leland Jennings, and Johnny Cash. All right. That's huh. that's about as good as it gets, I think. I'm going I to, won't dispute it. I'm going to go ahead and accept that list and say that we'll never discuss this again. Just to your clearance. <laughs> right. Probably. Well, give me a better super group than the highwayman. I don't know. Uh, Damn Yankees. Damn Yankees. <laughs> Nuge, the guy from Night Ranger, and the guy from Sticks. Damn Yankees. <laughs> that's that's the piece. No, he's right. The high, it's it's kind of hard to beat that pedigree. That's that's pretty good stuff right there. All right. Good question. I'm happy with that. That's a good first question. Now, the second question. I think this could be the interesting one. 
I think Josh had sort of an endless haunt of Viking stories. So he threw out a few names. I'm just going to throw out a few names and tell me the story that you have associated with them in your mind, Josh. So. Before before we get to that, can we um, just get an overview of what you actually did while you were working for the Vikings, yeah, like a little bit more, a little bit more in detail? So you worked with them for what seven, eight years? Is that right? Parts of eight seasons, yeah. Parts of eight seasons. So what was your role? What did you? What were your responsibilities? I, I honestly had. I have no idea, so I'm, I'm curious. Well, responsibilities, I tried to rack up as little as possible with maximizing the amount of time I spent with the cheerleaders, to be honest with you. Smart, smart. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, no, I, I actually uh, spent eight years running for Vikings.com. I wrote stuff for their website, uh, their game day programs. I did some press releases for them. I did some editing for them. Uh, I did some also freelance work for the NFL, publications, NFL.com. Uh, uh, it covered everything from uh, basically my season started when training camp started and then ran all the way through the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, had <clears throat> had a column I did every week called After the Dust Settles and uh, wrote that. That was an opinion piece I did, which was real easy because it didn't require much work or actual research. So you were like a blogger that except you were in print. Yes. Perfect. Yes. But except- this is all within the Vikings organization publications. Is that right? Yes, which, oh man, my editor, uh, bless him, and I had a couple of them, and I think we'll talk about one a little later, but my first editor, he uh, he got his ass chewed a lot for the stuff I wrote. <laughs> By upper management? The yes, suits? yes. You know, it, you, Pencil you sticks. Much, well, exactly. They can't you handle your truth, liberty. man. You don't have quite as much liberty when you're writing for an actual team as you do when writing for you know a blog or writing in a comment section of the Star Tribune, for example. Yeah. So that, that was a shot at me, I think, wasn't it? No, that I'm saying you're fortunate. You no, I'm, I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're, you're very correct. It cannot be easy if you're getting money from the team to write critically about the team, or say oh. something critical about the team. Hey, Paul Allen. <laughs> What's up, Paul Allen? I, I, uh, I wasn't, there was no money involved. Oh, sorry, sorry. Where, you know, and you write about sports, no one gets paid shit doing that. That's no, true. That's in, any, in any capacity. Maybe the very, very, very upper management, but even, like, mid-level managers don't get paid anything because everybody wants to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, maybe the podcast Emeritus, Rand, he might get paid something, but I, I didn't know anybody that ever got paid a damn thing doing yeah. the stuff that we all did. He blows it all on pug sweaters anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making him that sweet video, those sweet video bucks now. Yeah. Yeah. Your face on the internet cameras, and all of a sudden, it's nothing but hookers and pug sweaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what I'm curious about is you said it's uh, your your editor got a lot of shit from upper management about things that you wrote because you were at times um, critical of the organization. Was that why were you allowed? I don't know. It feels like that should be. It feels like a weird role to have within an organization to even be slightly critical of, like, what's the goal of writing stuff like that, if that makes any sense? Well, the goal is to be fucking wobby, but (laughs) I just, I couldn't do that. And I I, I actually told my editor, I said, you know, you can cut and you can edit and you can do this and that. I don't want you to lose your job for my sake because I'm not worth it, Uh, but if you want me to toe the company line and really prop up the fans and blow smoke up their asses about how great a one and eight team is, I'm not going to do it. 
Right. So what was like, okay, so what was the objective of, of your position was to drive traffic to yeah. the website? Yes. Right? Yeah. So I, you I, can be slightly critical here and there, but still professional about it, they're going to allow. But once you start getting to be too much, then, they, then they're like, hey, just FYI, you are working for us, right? Is that sort of the, the line you're talking about? Yeah, you got it, Brandon. I uh, it was to drive traffic. I, I the column I wrote after the dust settles was up every Monday morning. Uh, so for some reason, people looked forward to reading it. Which kind of like I feel like a little bit it was a similar dynamic to this podcast. John doesn't understand why people look forward to downloading it the next morning. I do. <laughs> I do look forward to it. Uh, but uh, yeah, some people got really excited to read my article every Monday morning. Just a okay. note for all the listeners, if you too listen, look forward to listening to this podcast. we got a support group going. Just go ahead and email in. We'll give you the information. They meet like every one week. person, Josh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the goal, Brandon, drive traffic. Uh, it, my, my articles were, uh, I guess, advertised, if you will, as columns by the fans, or excuse me, for the fans, by a fan. Okay. All right. So, what sort of were you, were you, did you get pretty good access then to get quotes, and that was sort of a different a different um, spin than what they would have been able to see in the Star Tribune and Correct. everywhere else. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty good access. Uh, maybe even a, a little bit better than some of the reporters had, uh, especially like to alumni, former players, and stuff like that. Uh, we did some st- we did some famous fan features for a couple of years where uh, they hooked me up with uh, some yeah, famous fans and to do some interviews uh, the alumni uh, that sort of thing but I don't know necessarily I had better access to the players themselves but maybe past players uh, executives and that sort of thing. Okay, all, all right. right, all right. Let's do some stories here. Number yeah. one, Gary Burns. Now, I think everybody who's ever been with the Vikings has some kind of Jerry Burns story, so I'm interested to hear yours. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was on the job. So I, I took the role. I was uh, 22 years old, took the job right out of college. And I remember this distinctly. It was uh, Halloween Day 2004. The fight... <laughs> was that another? Was that Stu falling asleep? Stu, are you still awake? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm still here. No. I'm still here. I'm also here. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. All right. All right, keep going. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> That's all right. 2004. You know, if it was we Halloween were... Day. Yeah, okay, Halloween 2004. Yeah, and my job uh, was I was doing an alumni feature at that time to appear in the following week's game day program, and I was going to interview Jerry Burns. Did you guys hear that again? Is that some ghost? Yeah. You know, Josh, if you're going to get distracted by our terrible audio problems, we are never going to get through this podcast. All right, here we go. Okay, I'll, I'll just go on. Uh, Halloween 2004, I'm supposed to interview Jerry Jones as part of, or Jerry Jones, Jerry Burns as part of an alumni feature. And uh, I was supposed to meet him in the press box at halftime, and I was sitting in the press box, and he was behind me. Obviously, I knew who he was. He didn't know who I was. I'm a 23-year-old kid, uh, and I probably looked like I was about 17 at the time. And so it was halftime. The Vikings were down 20 to nothing to the Giants. Tiki Barber had two first half touchdowns. And uh, Jerry Burns at the top of the press box. He's out of the seat. He's pacing back and forth. And I walk up to him at halftime and I say, hey, uh, Mr. Burns, Josh Fiddler, Vikings.com. I believe you understand we have an interview to do. He looks at me and says, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) 
<laughs> we're losing. Did you not see the goddamn scoreboard? We're losing 20 to nothing. He said, Josh, I walked in. I walked in and saw a season ticket holder in next to me. And I said, hey, glad to have you here. And he said, I'm excited to see a good football game. And I looked at him and I said, me too. He didn't pay for this goddamn shit. Are you fucking kidding me? We're down 20 to nothing. You're asking me to do a fucking interview? There's just no way. You work for who? <laughs> the best part of this is that that was the least profane Jerry Burns story of all time. Yeah, he really he took said, it easy on you. Yeah. He said, that fucker called you were a make-a-wish kid. That fucking Culpepper hasn't thrown a completion longer than three yards. Our running backs are Mawaldi Moore and Michael Bennett. We can't do a fucking thing. And you want me to do an interview? <laughs> and there are 40 people in the press box. The Vikes were, I think, five and one at the time. And so the press box is pretty full, unlike I can't even imagine what it would be like today, like a damn morgue. But uh, he looked, everyone's staring at me, and I'm like, oh, my God. What did I do wrong? And uh, it, it, quite embarrassing. And he says to me, he says, uh, what's your deadline, kid? And I said, well, it's uh, tomorrow at noon. And he said, all right, I can't, I can't do an interview. I'm in no state of mind to do an interview. Here's my home phone number. <laughs> Call me at home. And he said, you know, something about, is this your real job? And I said, no, I'm a freelance writer. And he said, so do you have a real job? And I said, yeah, I have, uh, I have a real job. And he said, well, what time does your real job start? He said, 9 o'clock. He said, all right, call me at 8 o'clock. I'll be sleeping. My wife's going to answer. But get me out of bed. <laughs> oh, my God. And she said, he says, she's not going to believe you, but just have her get me out of bed. So, all right, Mr. Burns, you got it. So next morning, I get to my office early, and I call, and sure enough, she answers. And I say, well, Josh, for the Vikings.com, Mr. Burns asked that I give him a call. And she laughs at me. She says, <laughs> she says, no. I don't get Gerald out of bed for anybody. <laughs> Gerald. I said, I said, well, he said you wouldn't believe me, but you are to get him out of bed. And she says, well, son, if he didn't, and you do in fact work for the Vikings, you will not tomorrow. Oh, you know, well, anyway, he went on. He got he got on the line, and uh, he was actually pretty short with his first couple answers. And we were about five ten minutes in, and I had all my questions answered. And and then uh, then he did warm up. And an hour and a half later, he was still talking to me. It was a really neat conversation. Six hundred f words in. It didn't start off so well. But interesting point, though, see if you guys know this. I asked him, the last question I answered, or asked him, it wasn't part of the interview. I said, who's the best football player you've ever coached? You guys have any guesses? Um, uh, Ron Yeri. <clears throat> Brad Tarkenton. Keith Millard. <laughs> uh, I didn't ask what the drunkest player you've ever coached <laughs> Uh, they're all wrong. Anyone have any other? He said, this guy had, was the best athlete. He could have played any position. He would have been a Hall of Famer at any position. Oh, Rick Fenny. That sounds exactly like Rick Fenny. Bill Brown. It was not Boom Boom. Rant, studio, one more guess. How about Hugh McElroy? Uh, God. Jarvis Redwine. 
I don't even I don't even know who the fuck that is. Alfred Anderson. Oh, there you go. No, he had a soft spot in his heart for Anderson, though, John. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> That's not Bob Schiller. We all heard the clip. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He said Joey Browner was the best football player he really? ever coached. Ah, uh, uh, that makes sense. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, although I, you know, I heard when I was working for the Vikings along with, uh, on Joey Browner that he was kind of down on his luck. Joey? Yeah. Wasn't there some story about him a couple of years ago? No, I'm thinking of Jeff Reardon. He was the one that got caught robbing a jewelry yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Tough set of circumstances for old Reardon. Yeah, so uh, I hear he was down his luck, and my editor at the Vikings at the time tried to convince me that uh, – he, he, Joey Browner was a security guard at Grand Casino, and uh, he was mowing people's lawn for money, but I don't know if that was true or not. I think he was fucking yanking my tit at that point. But Probably, yeah. Very possible. Yeah. All right. So, next next story topic, Mark Rosen. Mark Rosen. Rosie? Rosie's a piece of shit, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. Well, let me ask this question. I should have asked this before I started. You guys are all bonded and everything, right? So if I commit slander, I'm covered under your... Uh, nobody listens to this podcast. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty slanderous in general, um, and we do have all that uh, sponsor money that we can use for legal fees. Yeah, this can't be, this so can't got be got any like, worse than all the things like that 14 bucks. Brandon has said about David Kahn and Flip Saunders. So. Hey, it's not, it's not a slander if it's true. Yep. Remember that. It's not defamation if it's true. Truth is a defense against libel. Has Zagoda come after you yet, Brandon, or not? Has who? Zagoda. I know you like no, him a lot. Nothing too, nothing too much, no. He's, uh, he's very pithy on Twitter, as he, as he typically is, so I've sort of stopped engaging him. But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like he looks kind of stupid sometimes, but doesn't really seem to care. So, oh, well. So I'm covered? Yeah. Do you guys see I'm covered? There's plenty of money in the budget, well, John, right? If, if this story is too slanderous, we'll just go ahead and edit it out. Actually, we'll <laughs> yeah, say we'll true. edit it out, but we'll forget about it. Yeah, yeah, that's more likely. Yeah. He, Rosen, yeah, he's, a real, he's a real fucking piece of work. He, uh, I was actually interviewing Brian Russell after one game. This was my, I couldn't have been on the job more than two or three games. And uh, interviewing, again, I was just scared shitless. Had my little tape recorder and my few notes. After one of the games, and I was talking to Brian Russell after the game, and I had asked Russell him Russell the white cornerback. Yep, safety. Okay, white safety. safety. Yep. Harrison Long hair, Smith right? Before he was Harrison Smith. All right. Sorry. Continue. No, no, that's okay. Interrupt me because your your comments are probably better than my stories. No. Yeah, that was gold right no. there. Yeah. The white guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. Uh, all right. See you later. So I'm interviewing Brian Russell about the game, and I probably was like two questions in, which might have been the first two questions of that I'd ever asked inside of a locker room. And if you go inside of a football locker room, an NFL locker room, and that's the first time you're in a locker room, because I've never been in a locker room because I couldn't play sports. So I, I had, God didn't grace me with an ounce of athletic ability, which was not to the detriment of the Sartell Athletic Program. <laughs> uh -huh. And so, so I'm asked by two questions, and I'm kind of jarred anyway. I was a little bit shell-shocked. And Rosie says, hey, kid, hurry up here. He's snapping his fingers. Hurry up. I got a deadline to meet. I got a show to get on. And so I ask, him the, ask Russell the question, and I'm, I'm, he can see I'm shaking. And he says, kid, hurry up. Did you hear me? I got a deadline to meet. I said, oh, okay, well, yeah. Uh, Mr. Russell, one more question. One more question, Brian. And Brian Russell looks at me and says, you hold on a second. 
And he walks across the across the locker room and grabs a spare chair because he was sitting on a chair and I was standing up uh, you know, with the microphone down at him. Rosie's behind me. And he sets the chair down next to himself. He says, have a seat. You sit down. I said, okay. And he goes, and you know what, kid? You take as much time as you need as he's looking at Rosen. <laughs> Rosie Byrne. Rosen looks at me, shakes his head, says something under his breath like you son of a bitch, and he walks across the room. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. He, he, but that, and that's just an example. Rosen was that way around the locker room all the time. He, he could I swear he thought he was fucking Sid Hartman. <laughs> well, everybody thinks they're Sid Hartman after a while. He's he's almost as old as Sid, actually, if I remember right. So he's he's been around long enough. Yeah, he was a wily old vet even back then. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah I would yeah. say he's somewhere yeah, in the neighborhood of a thousand years old. Roughly. Roughly. Alright. That's the Mark Rosen story. Um That's a sport effect. That's a sport effect. Hashtag sport effects. <laughs> let's hear let's have a wobby story. Do you have a wobby story? <laughs> You know, you know, he was act. Wabi was actually my editor the last probably three years. I was with the Vikings. All right. And can you imagine being edited by that fucking guy? You know, I. <laughs> here's the thing: I paid absolutely no attention to Wabi or what's going on with Wabi, except for the Christian Ponder incident where he refused to say anything bad about him and then get on a plane. <laughs> That was that's my only inner that uh, it's not even interaction that's my only experience or understanding of anything about Mike Wabshell because I I just I I don't have time to pay attention to that so you you say that I don't know anything about him so keep going with this story sorry well Stu could you imagine a Twins Daily being edited by I don't know, is there even a comparison is there on the Twins side yeah, I I don't think there's that much I mean. Rivers a bit of a homer. I mean, yeah, our, <laughs> yeah seen Brian's him. pretty down on his own team sometimes, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, would be, uh, it would be like being edited by, gosh, I don't know, John Gordon or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is um, Well, they have, uh, like, Dustin Morse or whatever is the actual PR guy, right? But that's a legitimate. Yeah, but he's an actual, yeah. But that's what yeah, he, he, yeah. job. That's the thing about, um, I don't really know um, anything about this Wobby guy either, but I remember Clarence one time was bitching about him, so I went and kind of read up on him. But, but again, it's just a very confusing role to me that why, are, why does he have, why is that a job, I guess, is what I'm asking. Like it's, if, if you're PR, just be PR, you know? And if, I don't know, it's just a, well, the he's, con- he's terrible at it. Let's not, I'm not making excuses. He's really bad at what he's doing, but... Um, the confusing like, thing, why are we... here's a confusing thing to me. Like, college athletic departments have sports information directors who write stuff for the team website and stuff, but these are people who are, like, covering college soccer, and somebody has to provide some content about them because they know that pretty much no other media outlets are going to cover them. So they're yeah. going to provide some coverage, and obviously it's going to be somewhat positive because that's the way that college sports information works, and... That's just the way it's going to be because if you're going to provide coverage, it might as well be good coverage. There's no sense in having incredibly objective, critical coverage of the women's rowing team at the University of Minnesota or something. Yeah, the goal is to get you to go to those games yeah. or support the team. It's not to be a credible source. But the Vikings are the best covered team in town by far. Everybody's interested. There's no need for 
there's no need for a beat writer to cover the team as if he was an objective journalist when he clearly isn't. I don't get what that role is. Yeah, so my issue is not that he said that. Well, I mean, that's a hilarious thing for him to actually admit to saying that yeah. he's not good or anything. But that he's trying to, in other ways, be that person anyway, right? Just admit who you are. I think that's the, there's the sort of dishonesty that I think kind of uh, annoys me. Yeah. Anyway, we completely interrupted Josh here, so let's get back no. to the story. Like I said, your comments are better than mine. He was, he was my editor in the last few years, and why, I mean, I, I give him credit. He's kind of made an editing of the website into a pretty big deal with PA there. Mm-hmm. You're like PA's right-hand man. Very true. That's an important role. Wins face. Wins face for an hour. Wins face. I don't know about you guys, but I can't listen to PA unless it's after a Vikings loss, because that's awesome. <laughs> Ain't it? I am sort of happiest when PA is sad sometimes. But he, yeah. he also is buddies with Aaron Gleeman, and we like Aaron, so. By proxy. Yep, yeah. by proxy, PA is our guy. Yeah, yes. I still, I, I don't know, I'm not off the off the, uh, the uh, horse trying to, with the, the whole waging a war with those guys thing, I think it'd be really fun. <laughs> We're so bad at it, though. Uh, We're really terrible. If we were good at it, that'd be one thing. If we were good at feuding. But I like like both John and Aaron a lot, and I like listening to their podcast, and so I don't exactly know how to feud with something that I'm a big fan of. I'm going to lead this up. Those sons of bitches are going down. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead, and, go ahead and start you know start to feud up for us again. That'd be fine, but just sure. let it, just we're letting you know right now that we have no way of continuing it. If anybody has any of the listeners, I don't know. Can I use plural or not? Uh, it's hit and miss. Just uh, go ahead and why? use plural. And okay. <clears throat> if my mom and sister both good. listen, so we do have more than one. All right, there you go. We need a good hack, and I think Parker's grandma listens too. Or is that just when she's when he's on? Yeah, it, only when he's around. Yeah, only when he's on to listen to make sure he doesn't swear. Which when I don't does, think she converted into a regular listener. No, I I highly doubt that. We've been checking the IP addresses. <laughs> well, uh, when the listener, if the listeners have a good hashtag, I'd, that would help me a lot. Yeah, if anybody can come up with a good feud hashtag, we're willing to try it and fail to use it. Yeah. So the, the, the lobby piece was not much more than we said. The guy, the guy believes everything he says. Though I will tell you guys that the guy, it's uh, it's preposterous. He he believes I, he, somehow the Vikings are virtually uh, just about damn near mathematically winners in playoffs, and he still believes they're going to win the whole fucking thing this year. <laughs> well, you got to give him credit for that, though. He's not just Skip Bayless playing a role and. Being critical, and or in this case, being uncritical, just to try to get people's dander up. He's actually making it happen. Yeah, it's better to be earnestly delusional than uh, a dishonest troll. Yeah, than fake anything. Yeah. Yep. Like I say, writing a weekly thing at a blog on the Star Tribune website, making fun of the Packers, even though you don't really mean it. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that loud and clear, you guys, and I, I, I will remember that. Stu, I got to tell you, you, when it comes to the Packers, I have absolutely no... You could say anything you wanted, and they'd still be on board. You could troll them. I, I'm, just, it, it, I'm just happy when Packers fans are sad. Admitted trolling is the greatest ever. It's, it's satire. There's nothing better. That's the epitome of writing. That's it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that you guys weren't being mean to me because, you know, my ego can't handle that. 
Stu, we think you're the best. You know that. You write a Thank different you. version of the that. of the same article over and over and over, and every single one of them has me audibly laughing. I have no idea oh, how to, that, how you do it, man. It's unbelievable. It, it was difficult this week just because the Vikings are so bad and they're playing the Vikings, but I still managed, I think, to... The, I was able to wring some humor out of the dire situation the Vikings are in, especially since the Packers are in a pretty rough shape themselves. Yeah. The we'll Lord's run work, tomorrow, sir. I think. The Lord's work. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. I got that. That makes my ego feel better. Let's get back to story time with Josh Fiedler here. I'm yeah. pronouncing that right. Fiddler. Fiddler. I'm, I'm throwing an E in there. Fiddler. It doesn't matter, John. No it, it matters a little. It matters a little. <laughs> It does matter a little bit. Yeah. The, Ger- the Germans would say I'm all fucked up anyway because I don't pronounce it Fiedler, so what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, but when, is, when have you ever gotten anything good by listening to Germans? All right, let's <laughs> exactly. get a Red McComb story. I know you must have a great Red McComb story. You were working for the Vikings during the Purple, Fly- Purple Pride Red McCombs era. I no, can't wait to hear this. Well, he, just, he, he just mentioned he wasn't paid at all, so obviously it was during the Red McCombs era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely yeah. true. First of all, it is true. First, you know, things got real good when Ziggy took over the team because in the press box they went from mini weenies to full sized ones. Ooh, ooh, yep, yep. So it got. It I'm, got, I'm happy with that. It got it got better, but that was well, the spread while, during the game. It was like it was like the last fucking supper, Brandon. Let me tell you, the Vikings <laughs> games on Red was there. No kidding. It was, you know, a little bit of grape juice and a few pieces of bread and, and <laughs> get your ass out of the stadium so we can turn the lights off. We had uh, Whoppers when I was at uh, UMD for the hockey games. After the first period, somebody would just walk in with, like, 40 Whoppers for the press box. Here you go. Wait, you covered UMD hockey? Yeah. On that tiny little rink that was completely unfair? The deck? God, I hate that rink. It's gone now, thank God. Yeah. Man, that rink was the worst. Anyway, not to hijack this with Duluth Duluth hockey talk, but... No, because that's all I have is that I got to eat some free Whoppers. Man, that's pretty good for a press box. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know. I think think we're turning over a new leaf here that Brandon's talking hockey. So wait a second. You covered hockey for the college paper, and yet you (laughs) still have all these ridiculous ideas about hockey? Yeah. What yeah, is the I come from a you? place of authority. I feel like I should have some respect. I've, no. I've, I've played the game, too. i played for 11 years. i played my whole life. I don't know Sorry. what to say right do now. You, do you want to go back and revisit some of my ideas now, now that you know no. I'm coming from a place I want of... to drive to Dallas and beat the crap out of you. So you take, <laughs> as I said before, you take the stick away from the defenseman. Hey, where's the mute button? It's so good. Hey, guys, I found the mute button. I can actually mute Brandon right now. Good night. <laughs> that worked better than I thought. I can't. I'm going to use that mute button all the time. Nice. Where did you play, Where did you play Brandon? Um, I played just growing up um, until I got to high school, and I wasn't very good, and I didn't really want to be like a fourth liner, so I quit. And then I covered hockey um, just as an editor at uh, UMD because I was a sports editor. So, um I just went and wrote stories when I couldn't assign anybody to do it. And then I got into my real passion in life, which is trying to um, innovate hockey um, on this podcast, which is I think is, is really going to take off soon. So when some of my ideas are implemented, boy, 
Hello, NHL. Back on top. <laughs> I hate you so much, Brandon. Five on three, hockey innings. It's a thing. <laughs> All right. We're... <laughs> One of the best things about this podcast, I have two causes that came out of this podcast I really want to take up. One is the feud with Gleeman and the Geek, and the other one is Clarence's MSHSL record for most games in a season that he was ejected in, which is five. I think that's awesome. Yep. Yep. We need to get that on the book. It is. Yeah, we need to, whoever the athletic director was at the time, interview just the memories of Clarence. It's actually a great idea. Do sort of an oral history of Clarence's hockey career. Yeah. The guy who's in charge of that, he's got to be like Dennis Hopper in Hoosiers. That's all I think. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, oh, what, Stu? Oh, I feel if I just wanted to make a Dennis Hopper from Hoosiers joke in regards to Clarence Falk down, down, down. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, John Malaya owes me because I tweeted him a lot of a lot of high school scores this year. So I, I'm going to ask him to return that favor. Yep, here we go, John Malaya. If you're listening, oh, John yeah, Malaya, we yeah. know you're listening. <laughs> go ahead, give us a call. Speaking of which, we should mention that at some point, I think Stu is going to be on St. Cloud Sports Radio Station. Yeah. They started following us I on hope. Twitter, and I think we may have booked him an appearance. No, I haven't heard. I haven't heard from them, so I think maybe they're just being polite. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on it. And again, again, they're only on locally, um, noon to two during the week. They they preempt common on the K fan. He's the only one that they don't want to have. On he's the only one. They, <laughs> he's the only one they preempt. They, they they come back for him and Rosie and from two to three. But yeah, they they preempt his golf talk from noon to two. Well, I support this entirely. They're already my favorite, <laughs> just for preempting comments. So, and I mean, and they do have like local, like you know, they'll do like games, you know, Apollo Tech, uh, SCSU stuff during like on weekends and weeknights and stuff. So, whatever's happening at Dick Putts or whatever's happening, it's the Granite City Cafe from noon to two on thirteen ninety The Fan, Think Cloud. So, Ooh, the you're fan, working you're on it. You know, you could I be simulcasting this right now at thirteen ninety The Fan. So polished. You can make that happen. Exactly. Two things there. I can maybe help you guys because my sister interned with those guys probably five or six years ago. So I could try to work that angle for you, Stu. And the guy that does the classic country show on Sunday mornings on 98 Country, which is an affiliated station, he's a good buddy of mine. So yeah. let, me, let me do some work. There we go. I, okay. All right. right. Yeah, they're 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 in the, yeah they're in the same building, the classic country, the ninety eight point one, and the and the pow pow power loon is in there too, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, let's talk some more shit. I get famous. I'll let you guys know. Yep. Well, I think we will find out. All right, let's let's do some non Vikings questions here. Here's here's I, one that I'm. Red McCombs, John. Oh yeah. No, sorry, Red McCombs. That's Red McCombs. I forgot we were telling the Red McCombs story. Tell that one. That that you know that fucking guy. He he. All he. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Yeah, on game day, is he ran around like a crazed idiot screaming, Pump a pride! Purple pride. That's that's the only things he ever did. That's the only thing he did on game days. He ran around in the locker room, on the sidelines, in the press box. He was like a damn carny, which I know you guys got rid of all the carnies last week because you were quite offensive to them. Yeah, sorry, True. sorry, carnies. He ran around like a carny, y'all. Purple pride, and he had this posse. He had this posse that would have made Antoine Walker's posse look pretty sad. <laughs> He, I think, I think he had this posse of forty people that would scream "Purple Pride" as he ran around, and I think most of them were actually the mechanics from his car dealerships. Oh, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe but, that. Yeah, but he ran around like a damn fool, yelling that over and over again, and I, I was like, how could somebody that looks that fucking stupid make all the money that he did? But I don't know. Maybe that was part of the scheme. I can only imagine. All right, here's a question that I'm particularly interested in the answer, and I'm not sure why. Your Josh, Josh Fiddler's top five Stearns County dive bars. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to give it to you relatively quick, John, but let me first think. Uh, I think I, I would want to hear what you guys think, too, but if you're going to think about the best dive bars, don't you have to say what comprises a good dive bar? That's an excellent point. What does comprise a good dive bar? Yes. Okay. In my mind... A buddy of mine told me, I think kind of described it best. One time he said, you want to go to Happy Hour? I said, yeah. He goes, where do you want to go? I said, I don't know. Where do you want to go? He said, I want to go to a place where the owner is probably the bartender, and he couldn't give a rat's ass if we're even there. Yep. That's about right. Beautiful. That's a dive bar. Yep, that's. <clears throat> um, ideally, a jukebox. Um, yeah, but we're shitty. not talking one of those electronic jukeboxes. I'm talking no, one of the ones jukebox. that actually is no. playing records. Oh. Shitty fried food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor lighting. That's kind of the key. Is poor lighting. There should be a NASCAR poster on the wall with the first three races, the winner filled out, and then somebody, then everybody just quit and forgot to it for the rest of the year. There needs to be a sports poster from at least three years ago, somewhere, yep. somewhere within that bar. Ideally, it would be a twin schedule from the nineties, a twin schedule yeah. poster from like nineteen ninety eight. Yep. Or like a life size, like a fat head of like Brad Johnson. Yep. That would you know? be ideal. <laughs> and there yeah, definitely Johnson. needs to be some angry lifers. I think that's another oh, big yeah. key to a dive bar. Because if you don't have those guys, you know, then it's, yeah. people are sort of happy and you lose the whole, you lose the whole uh, thing. So 
Some people who definitely want to kick your ass. Uh, the pool ta- you have a pool table probably, but all of the, sti- the the house sticks are all just warped as hell. They just like roll around and they're wobbly when you roll them on the table. You got to have those like three or four of those, and it's missing like the seven ball. No one knows where it is. <laughs> the seven ball is a it's cue ball. Seven, ball. seven written on it in green marker. Yep. Exactly. It's and you gone. try you do the roll test thing for every single one of them, and they're all just brutal. You just keep trying. Yeah. Just hoping for a new yep. one. Never happens. Correct. <laughs> all right. I think we got it. So I think that's, I think it's a good start there. Yeah. I took all of those into consideration. Also, the fact they should probably either be able to serve Old Milwaukee or Schmitz. Yep. Yeah, probably. Preferably Schmitz that has wildlife on the can. Absolutely. Yeah, have the wildlife If it's can. camouflage, so much the better. That makes right, people like Cutter and Steel real good. Oh, yeah. They should have been among the last bars in the area to take cigarette dispensers out. Even mm, it's, yeah. better, it's better if there's still a cigarette vending machine there just with a sign on it that says out of order. As if it's <laughs> yeah. going to come back and the day it comes back, it's going to vend cigarettes again. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that I thought was they really should have pickled goodies. You know, like yeah. sausages yeah. or pickled eggs. Yep, they do. That's a given. Yep, that's a good one. I mean, because there's nothing better than looking at those things in the toilet when you get home puking afterward, you know? Yeah, that, that's very true. Full sausage in the toilet. And gross, by the way. Yep. Hmm. So I would say my number five has some of these. It's Ackman's Tavern in St. Lando, which I tweeted actually earlier this summer at some of you guys. Ackman's? Ackman's Tavern. Yep. Shout out to I have, I've driven past that one, but not been in that one. Two things like, there's two things great about that bar, Stu. One, that there are guaranteed to be more tractors than cars at the bar. Yep. <laughs> Correct. And the other thing is if you've ever if you've never been in there, they sell beers. They they have a very specific profit margin. You can go in there and get a Miller High Life can for ninety six cents. <laughs> Whereas you want a bush light, you're going to pay like a buck three. All right. All right. <laughs> Variable pricing. Yeah. That's for that uh, fresher rye, probably. I think it's yeah. a profit margin. You go in there, you want to bottle, it's a buck twenty-seven. Yeah. That sounds about and right. The last time I was in there, we drank them on a Bud Light, and the lady says, who was 90, 10 bar, she said, I got them in the house. And her husband's sitting over in the corner, and he says, we do. Those are mine. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the house is attached to the bar, you know. Sure. Oh yeah. There's a little beaded curtain to separate them. Mm. Yep, that's perfect. Number four, I'm going with Ducci's Bad Company in St. Martin. Okay. Yep. Stu, any reports <laughs> on that one? God. <laughs> St. Martin. St. Martin is in back country, for the record. Uh, no, I've never even been to St. Martin. I've, I've seen the sign for it outside of Peeville, but I, I've never gone through. I, I, it scares me, to be honest. <laughs> you want to get your ass kicked. That's These are some deep cuts. That, yeah, you wanna, if you want to get messed up, you go out there by St. Martin, Martin and Regal, and it's, it's all. It's, it's go time. We really need Clarence here for this because no doubt he would have a story for every one of these bars. <laughs> And they, they, uh, there's a, there, a whole bunch of burnouts in front of the bar, too, which is maybe a thing we didn't talk about. You know, the tire tracks and people burning out of the parking lot. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant people. <laughs> Both. Burnout has a second connotation out west. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, of Say Anything, the movie. You know, the kids were sitting in front of that. Maybe it was a gas station or something. Just burnouts, hanging, loitering. Different kind of burnout, Brandon. Okay. All right, number three. Number three, uh, I would say uh, Ackies and Freeport. Because right. they have this thing called the hanging beef, where they'll like make they cook this beef quarter, and you cut your meat right off the right off the piece, this big fucking hunk of meat, like a quarter of beef. You get to cut it off. That is awesome. <laughs> Before it's cooked or after? After. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I I like that place. They don't have stuff like that here. Just FYI. You live in Texas, of course. They have place like places like that. You just aren't looking hard enough. Yeah, you're right. Not the places I hang out. Yeah. They don't have brunch there, Brandon. They have $11 beers here. That's a thing. What? Boy. I would have thought beer would be cheaper in Texas. Oh, man. This expensive state. Expensive city, at least. All right. All right, number two. Uh, well, well, are we not done with the hockey story? Yeah, number two, I would say it's for, for the big city people. I mean, people like the big, they don't like to get out in the middle of nowhere where there's dirt roads and shit. So I'd say it's Friends Bar. Hey, been there. All right, where is Friends Bar? That's in Wade Park, Minnesota, John. All right. What do we know about Friends Bar? It's the closest bar to my mother-in-law's place. <laughs> and? And, and it's in a strip mall. What do you mean, John? And when you're when it's where your mother-in-law's, you need to be, know where the closest bar is. Yeah, yeah. I'm just and saying. I've been there a billion times. Secretly. What's the full scouting report here? What can you tell me about Friends it's, in Wade Park? It's in a strip mall, and it's awesome okay. in a weird way. It's in a Wade Park strip mall, and there's a liquor <laughs> license, so that's really. I mean, I'm. I don't need to sell it any more than that. I don't think. So it's like between an old out of out of. Business barber shop and uh, candles and things. <laughs> it's um, across the street from a Northern Tool and Equipment. Um, it's near next to a Starbucks and a sushi restaurant. And uh, wow, I just you know it's 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 just kind of it. You, if you drove past it ten times, you would miss it nine of those times. It's just kind of oh oh, is that, is that a bar? And so yeah, all right, I approve. And the number one. Stearns well, County about, Dive Bar. The thing about Friends, real quick, is that they have the NASCAR calendars in there every year since Dale Sr. died, because I think one of these times they think someone's, he's going to come back reincarnating. He's going to be fucking <laughs> We kept all the calendars, Dale. <laughs> we kept them all. The best one, I'm actually going to pull a stew here. You guys were surprised that he didn't live in Stearns County. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the best <clears throat> Stearns County Dive Bar actually isn't in Stearns County. It's uh -huh. in Beckham County. All right. Bubba's? Are you uh, saying Bubba's or are you going to Gilman? <laughs> Neither. But both have fine establishments. I'm going to go Raleigh's, Rednecks and Longnecks. Oh. Uh, the old kitchen post, yes. The old kitchen post, yeah. You've got tractor yeah, hoods I... hanging from the ceiling. You've got the front of a semi that honks at you. And it's hosted yep. the likes of, you know, uh, well, I don't want to even... Clarence isn't on, so I won't even bore you sons of bitches with the names of the people that were there, but some gold country acts. John Conley has been there, I believe. Oh, my God! How did you know that? Because it's right... It's not that far from my house. I mean, it's just out on 23. So 
though, and I think um, I've got a family friend who uh, I think knows Raleigh, and um, I know that uh, like uh, my daughter stayed over at their house, and they actually went to Raleigh's like on Sunday morning at nine o'clock to go like hang out or something. So my daughter has been in Raleigh's. Oh boy! On a Sunday morning, so yeah. I, some good parenting again on my part. It's really <laughs> amazing the state hasn't stepped in. <laughs> but I've also been been there uh, multiple times, and I think um, she doesn't uh, post that much anymore. But uh, Sue's from the Babes Love Baseball web concern. I believe she actually works there. Really? As a uh, as a uh, server, I believe. Yeah. Who? I kid you not, but yeah, uh, Sue's from the uh, Babes Love Baseball website. Oh man, that's all blast my right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I I I could say that that is definitely a Stearns County bar, even though it's not in Stearns County. So yeah, so Josh is is quite correct on that. Nice, good list. You know, I like Brandon, this list. Great list. You've only got Jones, Brandon, I know, but if you ever had a daughter, would you let her go into the number one dive bar in Stearns County? I'm just asking. <laughs> it was at nine on Saturday, Sunday morning, so there was no, it wasn't even open to the public, thankfully. So, but still, yeah, I was, you know, I was like, really, you did that? That <laughs> was, yeah. So, all right, but again, hi. What are you gonna do? Now we, uh, there's a similar question on the list here that I want to ask, because Josh says he's an expert in Bloody Marys, and I, I frankly, I've had about one good Bloody Mary in my entire life out of about ten I've had. So I'm curious as to what actually makes a good Bloody Mary, and I'm hoping Josh can tell us. I've seen a billion Bloody Marys ordered, and about seven of them were actually finished. Yeah, people love the first third of that Bloody Mary. And then they love eating all the pickles and olives and stuff that's in there. And after that, yeah, it's like, you know what? I can take this or leave it. There's a lot of tomato juice. I forgot. (laughs) I don't like tomato juice. Oh, right. That's in here. (laughs) So, many of you guys have had a good one? I've had one good one. I've been to Ike's a bunch of times. I don't know. I've never had a taste for Bloody Marys. Vodka just ruins me, so I I tend to avoid them, but... The missus really likes a good Bloody Mary, and uh, we have a bartending friend named Shush, and he's an expert at making Bloody Marys. You so do not have that. a bartending friend named Shush. <laughs> yes, I do. He's from the Iron Range. He works at the Fridays by the Mall of America. I ask for Shush. He'll, he'll set you up real nice. This is uh, outstate Mad Libs, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, he, he, puts, he puts all sorts of weird crap and that layers like i've seen mustard and slim gems and <laughs> celery salt and celery filled with like easy cheese and that's uh, i'm not kidding none of these are, this is not me just making an exaggerated list for humor and rule of three and on you guys uh, those are all actual things that i've seen him put in there so. yeah lowry's so, but they work so this is the most country podcast we've ever had <laughs> Hey, go it's see really my friend Shoes down at the bottom of America. You'll get you uh, cheese in it. Eat cheese in the shower, and you're going marry. You gonna finish it? You gonna finish it and order another? <laughs> you know what? You take care of you. You'll be all right. 
if Waylon Jennings was alive to narrate this as we go into, into commercial breaks, it would be all the better. But <clears throat> don't know how they're going to get out of that bucket of syrup. <laughs> stolen outright from Patton Oswalt just for the record that was not mine that was just completely stolen from Patton Oswalt oh. yeah All right, Josh. yeah this has definitely been this has been a very upstate podcast and I think they're better for it and the strange thing is the Clarence wasn't even here if we'd had Clarence on this yeah. it might have gotten too outstate on us I, I don't think I think you two would have you and uh Brandon would have already just cut out, and it would have just been the three of us, you know, um, trying to figure yeah, out the best, the best, pl- the best place where all the speed traps are in Black Duck. That would have been what we would have been talking about. <laughs> well, the cops right behind the sportsman's there, and well, <laughs> top seventy-eight fish fries, go. <laughs> Actually, if you have a top seventy-eight fish fries, I would like to hear it because I do love a fish fry. We should do that around. We'll do that around Lent. Yep, around Lent. Maybe we'll just start is, recording it. That fries. is not a bad idea at all. I like that is not a really bad idea. No, this is one of the better ideas oh. we've had. All right, yeah. so Bloody Marys, Josh. Can you make a good one? And if so, can you teach the rest of us? Yeah, sure. You want to have you know, good Bloody Mary has to have uniqueness. But not eclectic, you know. Like you see some of these Bloody Marys, like they got they got a goddamn cheeseburger on top of them. You know, it's, they don't need to be that crazy. Yeah, but they can't Fires. be different. Yeah, I've seen those. That, that's just stupid. But they can't have a fruit salad on top of them either. You know, it'd be that. Yeah. There might be something you see in Dallas, though. How do you feel? Oh, yeah. How do you feel about a celery stick filled with easy cheese? I've never had it. It sounds pretty good, though. In a Bloody Mary. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Mm, food, food's good. So what's so your be, what's your secret? It's got to be unique, but it can't be eclectic. It's got to have a Worcestershire in it. Uh, yes. It's got to have something pickled in it. And maybe that's an, a pickled sausage yeah. or a, a pickled beef. You know, maybe it's a beef stick. Maybe it's a, a, a pickle itself. Okay. You got to have, have cheese. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing, though, is you got to have a careful balance between the right amount of horseradish. Horseradish? Huh. Horseradish. Yeah, I've heard that. I would not have thought of that in a Bloody Mary. You have too much horseradish in it, it, it feels like you snorted a whole damn bunch of wasabi up your nose or something. That's not exactly mm-hmm. what you want out of life. Nope, nope. And then it's got to have the right consistency, too. The right, the right, the right fluidity to it. So how much was, or wasabi? How much horseradish are we looking at here? More or less than a tablespoon. Well, and how much, John? In a, a normal pint glass full of Bloody Mary. That'd be less. That'd be less. Less? Uh, yeah. More or less than a teaspoon. Uh, probably about a half a teaspoon. Half a teaspoon? A so uh, we'll call that a dollop. A dollop of horseradish. I'd say a scant. My, my grandma would say a scant teaspoon. All right. So a teaspoon, but you sort of lose track of it halfway through and you don't get an entire teaspoon in there. You don't, full, you don't pack it in there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. But the horseradish should be cooked in with the Bloody Mary mix. Yeah, of course. You know, at Artificial Chaos, who I think is a big a big supporter of the podcast as well, right, John? Yeah, he's one of our presenting sponsors. He and I are working some angles. You might see uh, an Artificial Chaos CD12 Josh Bloody Mary mix here. Not too really? long. We would... Tell we'll you what, you, test. you get a Bloody Mary mix together with you two, we will test it on the podcast. 
Really? Oh, we're going to it down to me. You can do that. Yeah, well, Brandon doesn't care anyway because I don't know. Nah, come on. Overnight it. <laughs> Overnight it. Oh, yeah, we've got a beer shipping system in place. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Holly Manthi. We'll just, you know, get it on the Beer Underground Railroad that we use and just ship it that way. Well, things can happen. you got to want it. We talked about getting everybody that was ever on the podcast together at one point over Thanksgiving. Maybe we could do it by next year. Yeah, you know... <laughs> If we start planning now, we might be able to accomplish that sometime in 2014. So, and then it's got to cure a hangover like a son of a bitch. I mean, if you have a hangover from hell, you know, like think about the first time you ever went to college and went to the first cake party, mm-hmm. how bad you felt the next morning because you drank you drank just a shit ton of natty ice. It's got to be able to cure that hangover. Can a Bloody Mary do that? You're telling me that this is possible? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. You're not drinking, you're drinking enough of them. I mean, you're going to have the hangover the next day. You know, you're drunk again. That's kind of the main downfall <laughs> of that. But it's fine. Just keep, in that, keep, keep kicking that can down the road, Brandon. I've been doing it there for you go. seven years. I don't see anything wrong with that. And then you also have to have a snip. A what now? A snip. A chaser. Chaser. That's a Minnesota thing, right? Like, I don't think that's a... Universal. I think sure. it's universal. Maybe it was started in Minnesota. I thought it was there was some sort of shortage, way back in the day. So they started giving just a little bit of beer to everybody as like a hey, sorry, we're kind of running low on vodka or running low on whatever. Um, and I thought it started in Minnesota. Don't look it up. That's a sport effect. That's Believe hashtag it. sport effects. Okay. Tell your friends. I'm we're not here first. Hey, set your source though. Come on, be an adult. I'm not even going to tell you guys where that started because you're just going to be pissed, and Clarence is really going to be pissed off. Really? All right, go ahead and tell us. Wisconsin. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn it. Dang it. Gross. That's the yeah. worst. Yeah, he'll... I regret asking. I should have trusted you when you said that nobody wanted to hear it. I told you, John. I know. I didn't listen. I should have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the listeners out there who also had to hear that. Once again, we'd edit it out if we could, but... Well, John, on Twitter, I've never referred to you as Wapfaller like Clarence has, but now I'm going to be there. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That makes me laugh. (laughs) Thanks, Stu. Appreciate it. All right, I got a couple more more outstate questions for you. (laughs) Just to give anybody who's listening some background... Josh sent me a list of all the things he was an expert in, and I picked out a couple because I want to ask about them. Uh, one of them is canning. Josh says he's an expert in canning. So my question is, canning, is that really a thing? I thought we had hit peak outstate, and I was wrong. Nope, we're getting there. It's going to get even more outstate in here. Holy shit. We're maybe at 90%, 0.9%. Brandon, I think you should have selected a higher ABB tonight. <laughs> I've moved on to one that's like eight at this point, so. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, some people said that uh, they missed Clarence because they missed his conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I, I have one for you. All right, let's hear it. Why I can, because, I don't know, did you guys know that John Wayne is cryogenically frozen? I did not know that. John Wayne? Yeah, the Duke. Huh. I had no clue. Brandon, did you know that? Oh. Something, something you would know. No. 
No, I don't. This, is this your conspiracy? Theory? Yeah, it is because it sounds I think like a conspiracy theory. I, I think that the, no, for real though, he is cryogenically frozen. I think he's going to be come back. He's going to see this world about fifty years later. And he's going to be fucking pissed at what things have turned into. So I think the world's going to go to hell in a handbasket. That's why I can. That somehow makes perfect sense. Yeah, huh. that's why. I've turned that argument over in my mind, and I can find no flaw in it whatsoever. <laughs> See, you can. You can can anything. Like, you can can old sweat socks if you want. But why would I can old sweat socks? <laughs> I don't know. It's like pickling. You can pickle. Because <laughs> you're living outstate Minnesota. What else do you have to do? <laughs> we just can old sweat socks and open up the next Yeah, day after like, all those bloody mirrors. Ah, remember that. That was a good year with our old sweat socks. <laughs> well, I guess it's going to go, let's go kick the dog again. <laughs> well, first thing, like, you want to can, like, you know, these eggs. Pickle eggs, so you can have them at the dive bars. Okay. Pickled, you know, you can pickled sausages. Wait, so it's canning the same as pickling? Well, you, it's all what you put into the can. So when so we're it's saying... not just literally putting things in a can and closing it. <laughs> well, you have to boil it, Brandon. Okay. Okay. Don't be ridiculous. I guess I was uh, I was a little worried about you, outstate folk. I thought maybe that was the whole challenge. You got to find a can. Now, when, put shit in, when we're canning things, I was, always, I was always given to understand it involved mason jars, not actual cans. That's correct, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So you boil something, and then you put it into a can, and then you put it on a shelf, oh, and that's canning. And that's put, entertainment. You put it in the mason jar, and then you boil the mason? Wait, do I have that right? Keep going, John. We'll see. All right. So <laughs> this, is, riff. This, riff. Is, <laughs> this is someone who's never canned before. I know it involves mason jars. Because we used Clearly. to sell them in the grocery store. And around about fall, everybody would come looking for the canning stuff. And you had to learn pretty quick that it wasn't actual cans you were looking for. It was the mason jars and stuff. They were in aisle 8 back by the paper towels. So that I know about canning. I know that you got to boil stuff at some point. But I can't remember whether you boil the jars and then put stuff in them or if it's the other way around or if you do, what, do it on both ends. So that's where I need Josh to step in and help here. Just as long as you put enough vinegar in. All right. Because it'll kill everything. That's true, but also true of bleach, but... I feel like that's probably an outstate thing as well, Canning drinking bleach. bleach. No, I think it's a key ingredient in meth, which is an outstate thing. Totally. Yeah. No, you just, you, whatever you want to cook, I mean, you, you, put, you can put whatever you want into a jar with some vinegar, and then you boil it, and then it'll preserve. It'll stay. All right. So what was the last thing that you canned personally, Josh? The last thing that I can... Sauerkraut. Oh, I do love sauerkraut. Do you make your own sauerkraut from scratch? I, or... I do. Oh. And I'll actually... Oh, I'll make horseradish this weekend. All right. Because you can oh, only... really? Yeah, you can only, you can only harvest horseradish. This is sportive facts here. Hashtag sportive facts. You can only... Wait, is this a real fact or a sportive fact? If it's a real fact, yeah, you don't have to don't use let hashtag sportive facts. Yeah, that's for fake shit. That's that John Wayne thing you were talking about. That's a sportive fact. Yeah, that's hashtag sportive fact. This is hashtag real yeah, fact. that's shit that's not true. All right, keep going. I don't, but I don't know if this is true or not. It oh, might be a oh then, it does, then it is a sportive fact. All right, hashtag sportive fact. So you only harvest horseradish on months that have an R in them. Okay. So okay. I don't know if it's true or not. That's a wives' tale, and you, you, because it also kills the plant or something. I don't know. But you harvest the horseradish and you put it in some vinegar and then you can it. That's the last thing that you can every year because you can it in like November. All right. Because December you don't want to you don't want to get the snow shovel out. No, you don't. No, of course not. That's just crazy talk. 
For canning? Yeah, obviously. That's the last last thing that you can. So let's go back to the sauerkraut. Do you put anything in your sauerkraut except for a little salt, or what do you do for that when you're fermenting it? Just salt. uh, A scant cup of salt per 10 pounds of cabbage. All right. Because, you know, I know some people go crazy with the German style. They put seeds in there and stuff. Don't know if you went with that, but I'm happy with I, the I did hear, If you throw a little bit of a, a ditch weed in there, it'll actually, it, it, it goes well, too, which you can find in outstate Minnesota. <laughs> you guys keep getting more outstate Minnesota. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. Let me, ask the, let me ask the most outstate Minnesota question I have on the list here, then. Is rock picking the worst activity known to man? No. Corn, no, corn to tasseling worse. <laughs> no. It's like rock picking? What the hell is rock picking? <laughs> picking up rocks? Please explain picking, picking rock to Brandon. Is this a hobby? No, this is not a hobby. <laughs> oh. This is like a you Friday night thing. Well, it could be. Uh, you you pick it. Yeah, it's just you, they till the field and then rocks get kicked up and you got to pick the rocks out of the field. Huh. They turn over. They turn over the soil, and you don't want to have the rocks there when they're planting and whatnot. So you they're harvesting and whatnot. And you go in there and you pick the big rocks out of the field, and then you talk about it. Then you talk about it. This is why huh. all farmers have eleven children, because somebody's got to pick and, rock in the springtime. Yeah, pretty much, yes. Yeah, it's a thing. Wow. Brandon, for the listeners, Brandon just hit his hand on his forehead. (laughs) That was a face palm. (laughs) That was a little bit of a face palm. Sounds like it is the worst, though, if that was the question. Yep. I would have to say that as my vote for the worst. Picking up rocks. The only thing worse is painting the manure spreader. (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine. (laughs) We know about that because the manure spreader is the Sorsotron 3000. Yeah. Exactly. I think the worst better Call back. what Clarence refers to as the ponder excuse generator. No, the ponder excuse generator. I always get those two just, confused, yeah. but they work yeah, equally as well. Shit. We keep them in the same closet. We do. Yeah. That's the only thing that's worse. But you guys just, Stu really knows. Stu, did you ever pick rock? Yes. I'm, yeah, I, that's how you'd get money in the summer is you'd pick rock, pull weeds, and sell corn. What not? Sell, sell corn. corn. Tell children, yeah, it was uh, not not fun. I mean, but I mean, it's it's not fun work. But you know, it was, that was the that was your summer job, and that's how you got to buy you know like little you know gerbo jeans or something you know cool <laughs> and fun, and, and you know, Beastie Boys license to Hill cassette. So that was that was what you did to get that. So. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not fun work by any means. But you'd sit on the back of a, you know, you sit on like you know back of a tra- tractor and there'd be pulling a little cab and you pick the rocks and you put it on the cab and then you keep going until you found another rock and you do that all day. Um, this is why I, I had a, This is specifically why I got a job at the grocery store because I didn't <laughs> want to pick rock in the summer. I had a pair of pinstriped teal. Jerbo's sixth grade pinstripe tail. Wow. Yeah. Pinstripe tail. That is so fun. I was flying high. And you, were in the, and you were in the hard scrabble north suburbs, for God's sake. You weren't even in the fancy suburbs. 
I know, I know. Wow. It was tough to come by. They were probably on clearance at like TJ Maxx because nobody wanted them, you know, at the That's actual true. at Dayton's. Yeah. They're probably like eight dollars for my parents, but uh, I was feeling good, man. Feeling good with those teal jerbos. Well, well, I'm, we're happy for you. Mm-hmm. Did they, Brandon, did they try to come back a couple of years ago? I feel like you would know that. Um, yeah. Not that I'm aware of, so it probably wasn't a very successful uh, uh, reinvention. Are they you guys know I love pants? talking pants. Yeah, speaking of, we had a question about that, and i got to see if I can find it. Somebody wanted to know your opinion on ballroom jeans from Duluth Trading Company. Oh, yeah. While you answer um, this, I'm going to find out who it was. I actually, you know, I probably, I don't like talk about them because they're probably somewhat of a competitor of ours. Um, but, yeah, those are good for dudes who are not into nice-fitting pants. You know, if you want just some loose, beggy shit that looks bad, that's probably <laughs> a, a fantastic uh, place to go. But they do a really good job of directly targeting dudes who don't give a shit about clothing. So they talk about their jeans, not that they're like going to last forever or they look good, but they have just a really low crotch. So your crotch has some uh, <laughs> has some space. Ballroom. They're like the... Um, it's a pun. It's a pun yeah. in case anybody didn't notice that. Um, they're like the Crocs of gene companies. Like Crocs marketed themselves as we are people who hate fashion or looking good. And that's what got people to buy them. Like, oh, wait, I don't give a shit about that stuff either. And these are supposed to be comfortable then because there has to be some value to them. So that they're the same company, but just pants versus shoes. That question was That'd from be- Andrew Shaw. At Popcorn Bandit on Twitter. That's actually a great Twitter handle. Andrew What's up, Shaw. Popcorn Bandit? What's up, at Popcorn Thanks, Bandit? Thanks, Popcorn Bandit. <laughs> Shout out. I wish everybody yep. had one as good as that. Clarence would like a ball, a ball room, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think those are probably Clarence pants because he's clearly got issues down there. <laughs> they also have to be baggy all the way through. Like, he just won't, you know, he's got some very weird issues, pants issues specifically. Um, and and others. He's going to have thighs like Torgo in uh, Manos, the Hands of Faith. He's got to have just weird, bulky thighs or some sort of issue that they're just misshapen or something. Must be from the hockey. Maybe like I mean, he's, he's like got like really he's got really ropey calves. I think must be. I mean, I have a giant ass for my size, so I kind of understand. And we know him. I've seen him. I don't, don't remember him having a huge. Lower body, I guess. Maybe he just likes a little comfort. Not everybody wants, you know, slim fitting fashion clothes. Some some people just want to be a little comfortable. <laughs> yeah, about there are pants for those guys. They're called sweats. <laughs> no, but you can't wear sweats to church. I think he probably does. You can't though. You you wear sweats to church all of a sudden. Uh, you know. Well, you don't wear uh, jinkos to church either, do you? I don't know. I'm going to have tr- trouble answering that question. Oh, all right. Stu just said he wondered about Clarence's thigh gap. I do. <laughs> He's clearly got some major problems in his trunk. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. If I'm, I'm looking at, I mean, again, ropey calves. That's, that's why I was going to keep saying ropey calves because it makes me laugh. <laughs> you know, it's an excellent point that if we're saying ropey calves this often, it might be time to end the podcast. 
It's probably at that point. Yeah, got almost an hour and a half. Okay, I've got um, I've got a um, sport of guest lightning round questions. Okay, have a round. Oh, uh, awesome. so Josh, you have to answer these um, as quick as possible. Um, yeah. You don't have to like. You can be thoughtful about it, and if you have a story, go for it. But you don't yeah. have to like. Don't say I don't know. Okay. 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 Um, number one, uh, cake or pie? Neither. I hate fucking sweets. Okay. Uh, oh, most wow. underrated movie you've ever seen? Uh, I would say it has to be No Country for Old Men. Underrated? Huh. Some people don't like uh, that. Okay, let me, oh, no, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. <laughs> oh, that's good a, that's, good answer. That was good. Yes. Bloodsport. Uh, Bloodsport. Your favorite book. Not the best book. Your favorite book. Uh, that would be The Rest of the Story, a biography about Paul Harvey. About who? Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Did you never listen to the radio ever, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> like the suburbs. Uh, suburbs. Did you have radio? It's all he that. He's got his teal jerbos and his track called Quest. Cause that's uh, that's all he's my, got. Uh, it was my uh, boys to men cause singles. <laughs> I. Yep. I, I I don't know what to say about that. Clarence is Clarence is tech. Yeah. Well, Clarence is going to tweet you this very second when he hears that tomorrow. You don't know about Paul Harvey. Yeah, he may not even come I back. Didn't, I didn't even podcast. mean to sound like I didn't know him. I tried to pull off like, oh, Paul Harvey, <laughs> and you guys all immediately like, you fucking liar. Nice try. Um, okay, uh, most embarrassing outfit you've ever worn. Uh, Viking Zubas last week. <laughs> there we go. Uh, your uh, tried and true hangover cure. Bloody Marys with horseradish. Bloody Marys, yeah, Bloody Marys. Is that right? Yep. yep, yep. Or just a long, a long nap. So it's just time for you. It's gotta just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bloody Marys probably six, seven, eight of them. Mm-hmm. That'll okay. do it. So you win the lottery. What would be your dumbest, most extravagant purchase? Oh, boy. Uh, um, first thing comes to mind. The most extravagant purchase. I would say... Their dumbest purchase. Like, this is... I should not be spending money on this bullshit. You know, like, the guys in cribs who uh, gold-plated frame for their Scarface poster. Yeah. Yeah, I would say a personal appearance at my house with David Falcher. David... Falcher. Falcher. Yep. Uh, how about Tecmo Super Bowl? Any of you guys play it? For, uh, okay, yeah. He was the safety. He just fucking hit. Okay. He, he was the best. He, You know, uh, once every winter I have a Tecmo Super Bowl tournament in my house, and, and a guest appearance by him at that tournament would be off the <laughs> chain, as the kids say. Oh, man. <laughs> that is a perfect answer to that question. Yep. You know what really the thing, too, would be um, pay the people who make xbox or whatever to make tecmo super bowl again with the same exact graphics except it's plugged into current rosters that'd be cool because i love those old graphics and that's pretty fun or do you think a lot of the a lot of the value is in the old old school players well i think part of that is in old school players i mean yeah 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 i mean even like some of the old nintendo games i always love playing with fat lever yep and basketball games Mm -hmm. Lafayette. Okay, um, 
What was the worst behavior behavior you've ever exhibited at a sports game, player or spectator? Oh shit! Uh, yeah, that's. I was uh, back when I was at St. John's. I was the. Uh, I worked in the sports information office, and as part of that, I was the PA announcer for the baseball games. Mm-hmm. And I had a Harry Doyle moment. I it was the St. John's uh, Carlton game, and I announced him as the Carlton Cobbers. <laughs> And my coworker goes, hey, it's, it's the Knights. And I said, I looked at him, and, and the microphone was still on, and I said, the Carlton Knights? No, it's the Cobbers. And he goes, no, it's the Knights. I'm like, who gives a shit? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, that's who gives. It was like a Harry Doyle moment. You know, no, one, no one's fucking listening anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, first concert. Uh, that would have been Nitty Gritty Dirt Band at the Delwyn in St. Joe. Stu? Wow, I, I've been there. <laughs> or, it's not there anymore, but I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did the ones that sing Fishing in the Dark. Yes! Oh, that would be them. Son of a bitch! Holy cow. And Mr. Don't forget Mr. Bojangles. You're forgetting Mr. Bojangles. I'm not. Where the blue rats grow. I was just talking to a friend, and I think our our gen our younger generation's "Fishing in the Dark" is that chicken fried song. That's right? I'd say that was fairly accurate. Yes. Nobody admits to really loving it until they're at a wedding and it comes on, and every single person knows every single word to that song. So that's my comparison. The fact Good that one. you pulled that out, Brandon, I I I'm proposing that Clarence has a two day moratorium and giving you any kind of shit. Because he should be impressed that you said that. Awesome. I would love if that happened. I'm sitting in meetings and I keep getting trolled by my friend. It's weird. <laughs> um, okay, last question. Uh, your um, bucket list for a sports event. What would be if you could do one thing anywhere around the world, any amount of money? Well, this, what would was, you the, this was the Outstate Minnesota podcast, right? Yep. I would say yep. uh, a NASCAR race at Martinsville. All right. Why Martinsville? Race? Or, or the World Championship Demolition Derby in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> is that a thing? Or is that... I, have no, I have no idea. Hashtag Sport Effects. That's a thing. <laughs> now it's a thing. If you, if there was a World Championship Demolition Derby, would it be anywhere but Charleston, South, South Carolina? I think that's yeah, that right. part checks out. Unless it's in Tuscaloosa or Tallahassee. I would also accept or either Sioux one of those. Or Sioux Falls. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for indulging me. That was uh, that was the first ever sport of lightning round. I think you should do it with every guest. Okay. That's what Brandon said. I was trying to think of some while we were talking, so I'm glad you guys are talking about Outstate so long so I could actually put some questions together. I appreciate that. <laughs> Brandon also got ready for three meetings, and <laughs> yeah. I heard some stuff. Brandon got a lot done during this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up a little bit. Anybody else got anything they want to mention? No. Josh, nope. he, Josh will give you the soapbox for the rest of the podcast if you want it. Yeah, Josh, thanks for coming say, on, man. I just want to say thanks for all the wedding advice you guys gave me, too. Yeah, how'd that go? Oh, hey, no problem. You know, um, oh, my bride-to-be, she's a little bit, uh, she's from southwest, but like really rural, outstate Minnesota. Where in southwest? Uh, between Pipestone and Marshall. Yeah. Like, well, so, like Jasper. 
Yeah. Story? Lake Benton? Or Holland. Uh, Lake Benton? Uh, oh, look. Yeah. We used to stop Lake at Lake Benton, oh Benton when we had to go play football in Adrian. Lake Benton was the stop. A, oh, God. A you guys, you're going back to Outstate. Yeah, she, so she, she's a, she's a real, she's a real great gal, you know, from small town. Can you guys have time for like a 30 second story about that? Go ahead. Do okay. we? Because no one's listening anymore. Yeah. This is the part where nobody listens yeah, right, John? This is a podcast. We have time for everything. You we want to tell a half hour story, half we have time ago. for that. So to give you some insight, it's gone, your guys' advice has gone really, really well. But to give you some insight with what I'm dealing with here, uh, Probably about three months ago, I told her, I'm like, hey, I'll cook supper for you tonight. And she's like, oh, that'd be awesome. And uh, so she, she's an RN at this thing called hospital. And she uh, she calls me at 5 o'clock. She gets off at 7. She called me at 5, and she said, hey, I'm in an, uh, uh, I, I, I wonder what you're cooking for supper. And I said, well, it's a surprise. And she said, what is it? I said, well, I'm cooking troop steak. And she says, uh-huh. really? That sounds awesome. And... <laughs> And she says, well, what what do you have in tube steak? And I said, well, that's a surprise. And she says, great, I'm so excited to eat your tube steak. <laughs> wow. I, I come Hold to find to her. out, though, that at the time, she was in an elevator at the hospital with about six or seven doctors. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yep. Wow. <laughs> marry so, that girl. You marry that I, girl for sure. I did her no professional favors, but you know I got a pretty good chuckle on it. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So I, Franks, I really the creepy young. <laughs> you guys' advice is the best. <laughs> we do give great advice. Tweet us at Sportive Podcast if you need our advice. Anybody, we're always here to help. It's been fun, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Josh. This is <laughs> I've enjoyed this Outstate podcast. We we need to get another one with Clarence on here. We'll just make it full Outstate. Nothing but Outstate and Brandon will fall asleep after a half hour. It'll be great. I don't think it could handle me and him on at the same time. <laughs> I think maybe we should do one with just you two. Super <laughs> you know, I'll start the recording and I'll run the board and I'll just listen. I'll just listen to you guys go after it for an hour and a half. It'll be awesome. I'm always available. All right, thanks to Josh. Uh, thanks to Stu and Brandon for being Thank here as well. And Sports Fist! Oh, yeah, Sports Fist sound effect. Take us out. Oh, yeah. Sports takes straight up your ass.
So that's lunch on day one of the first test of the Ashes at the Gabba in Brisbane. Australia 71 for two, probably England's morning, given that they got uh, the wicket of Watson in the last over before lunch. Rogers was out early for Australia for one, caught Bell bold broad. Broad also picking up the wicket of Watson in the last over before lunch for 22. Warner not out on 42. Clark faced only the three balls before lunch, still on zero. Australia 71 for two. You're listening to Test Match Sportive.